0: You're listening to Casual Talk Radio, where common sense is still the norm. Whether you're a new or a long-time listener, we appreciate you joining us today. Visit us at CasualTalkRadio.net. And now, here's your host, Leister. Monthly payments are a scam. I've not done an upload in a long time. There's a compelling reason for it, I'm not going to bore you. Leister casualtalkradio.net. Welcome, thank you. That was my thesis statement up front. If you've gone through college, that was my thesis statement. Monthly paying is a scam. I say that not in denigration, but there was a time when monthly payments might have made sense. I figured I would simply share the thought and put it out of why I say that monthly paying is a scam. See, when you make as I do, when you make a comfortable amount of money, you start to realize, okay, I can just book stuff, right? The Services will tell you, you know, just set up your auto pay, right? And they'll just give us your card and we'll just bill it whenever we and feel like it. And that's, the, that's what they want you to do. Uh, bill pay through your bank is a little bit more controlled. You can control when money goes, but the services, they want you to set up auto pay. Some of them require it. When you make comfortable amounts of money, it's, you don't think about it. You don't think it's a problem. You don't think it's an issue. When you don't make comfortable amount of money, it starts to become clear why such a strategy is faulty on its face. The idea of paying every month automatically first, but second also, just the concept of paying every month. Think of how you get paid. You work for a living. Think of how you get paid. There was a time in a distant past now, decades ago, when weekly pay was the standard. You would get paid every single week, and that helped because you could take care of expenses on a certain week. You could do, you know, food and everything you needed on a certain week. Or maybe you had a sudden expense that's not that crazy, and you could just take care of it in that week. And when you're young, it certainly helps because when you're young, you don't have any bills, but you're likely not going to make that much money, and you still have to You know, take care. There comes a point you got to start buying your own clothes and that kind of stuff. Some point, things changed. There was a time when direct deposit was not a standard. Direct deposit was an option for people. When they were first introducing it, everything was a physical check. Your person would walk around, hand you a little check in the envelope, and you'd be excited because it's payday, right? And then you would go to the bank, either yours or to the bank that they drew the check on and you would cash it, right? And you would have cash on hand and that was the way you worked. When direct deposit started to become the standard, I think things is, this is when things started to derail because then all of a sudden, payments are now biweekly, pretty much every company. When I had my other company, not the current one, but my other one prior to this, which is essentially, my current one is essentially an evolution of that one, but the point is it was a different formade, formed company. This company, I was paying weekly the people I had working for me. I paid them weekly because I wanted to make sure they had a steady flow of money that they could rely on every week going, and it was not a problem for me to do so. I thought it was better, more advantageous for them, and also, to me, more predictable for the business. Many businesses, when they move to the biweekly, I think it makes it harder to pay bills. You're like, well, how can that be? The nature of monthly payments is that they're going to want it on whatever day they choose that they've dictated as a due date. So if you have credit cards, there's a due date. Some of them will let you change what that is. Your utility company, sometimes they'll let you change what it is. Then you have to decide if you can change it, what day do you choose? Do you choose the first day of the month? The first day of the month, you know, or do you choose the last day of the month? Do you choose the middle of the month? And it doesn't ultimately matter, but you have to choose the day of the month and then you can ideally control when money goes, but some of them don't let you do that. Some of them force you to set up auto pay with them in order to maintain the service. There's a lot of services that they're forcing you to just automatically pay them in exchange for using that service, which I'm not a fan of. And I'll get to why I'm not a fan of that here in a second. But there was a period of time where I wasn't making significant amounts of money. I was making decent amounts of money for my age, and I didn't do the automatic payments because it wasn't the standard. I would just pay, go and pay the bill. Either go into the place physically and pay the bill, or I would do the you know, a bill payout or whatever, however I needed to do it. But I controlled the outflow. I controlled the spend when I was younger. I grew up a little bit. Direct deposit comes a little bit more of a thing. More services are requiring the auto pay or offering it. And I'm thinking it's a good idea. And it sounded good until there was points where I didn't have a job and there was quite a few points. I didn't have a job. So when you don't have a job, that's where it starts to fall apart. The auto pay sense, because some of them make it very difficult to turn it off. Even if you can turn it off and then some of them will just outright cancel. See, we've never as a culture in the U S accepted the idea that would, that we should not be paying for utilities. Like I, I'm fervently opposed to the notion that one has to pay for electricity, that one has to pay for water, that one has to pay for gas, even internet at this point, point, because and, and telephone, and I'll get to that in a second. I'm opposed to those utilities being charged to the individual. I'm fervently opposed, but they're private organizations. That's why they can charge. The government doesn't want to fix that, to make them underlying utilities that are simply a part of living here, whether that's subsidized by the Federals or not is the point I want to see that there's some evolution in that regard, and I doubt I'll see it. But those utilities, they're, they can absolutely just cut yourself off. They'll just cut your heating off, cut your water off, cut your gas off. So it puts you in a situation where your health's at risk. They can absolutely do that. Because remember, we've had all these situations where there were snows, blizzards, whatever you think of, and they could just cut off the utility and not really care. And the government won't intervene. So now there are services made available. and Trust me, it all come full circle. There are services available that they want you to apply for. And I mentioned these on a distant episode that they want you to apply for it for utility assistance, right? For food assistance, money, monetary assistance. But you have to apply. You have to go through the process. In some cases, you got to do an interview. It takes time to get approved. It's it's they're doing everything they can not to give you those services. They do everything they can not to approve those because they don't trust you with it. They don't trust you. That's why they do that. You may need it and it's a valid need. So there used to be in credit, this concept of need based in the student loan industry, the plus loan that your parents would take out on your behalf was a need based loan. It is, do you need it? And then you have to go through a process to justify that you need it. Stafford loans, which are the ones you would take out as a student for yourself are not need based. You can simply apply and there's limits, but it's not like the application is not involved. It's just filling out the FAFSA, essentially submitting it to the school. And then the school has the bulk of the work. You're not having to justify that you need it because you're going to school. So it's, it's assumed that you're going to need it because it doesn't, the money doesn't go to you. It's refunded back to you at points, depending on the, tuition that's given by the school. My point is is that there's no additional justification you have to do on the non-need-based loans. So these programs, they want you to justify why you need help, justify why you need help with your utility bills. Why can't you pay your bills? Why can't you pay your electric bill? Why can't you put food on the table? Why can't you bathe yourself or whatever? They, They want you to justify this. So because they want you to justify it, you're going through all these hoops that you really shouldn't have to do, if we're honest. Meanwhile, think about the reason that you're in this situation is simply because you might have lost your job or you might have just been dropped in pay. Could have been, I've worked for organizations where they had mandatory furloughs. Trust me, I didn't work for them very long because once I learned that, I'm like, All right, screw you, bro. But there are companies out there with mandatory furloughs. Mandatory furloughs, which I think should be illegal, essentially say, we'll keep you on the books, but we're not gonna pay you. And that's all right. And it's like, screw you, bro, and it should be illegal. And I think those companies, they know they're doing something unethical. And so they'll do other things at, to lie to people, to get money out of them. I'm not going to go into that in this episode. Suffice to say, you might work for one of those companies. I hope you don't, but let's say you do, where there's a mandatory furlough, you're not getting paid for a day or two or something. Well, that could be the difference between you know, having a decent dinner and a crap dinner, sure. So you're applying for these services in good faith. In your mind, the government should be taking care of you when you need it. I'm talking when you need it, not all the time. They're taking care of you when you need it. They're intervening when you need it. To them, well, the services available to apply for instead of let's take care of our own, which lends to what? The increase in homelessness, the increase in drug use, the increase in crime, because they don't get it. They'll put the blame on certain races as, okay, it's just endemic to those races. The truth is no. Our society is one that does not believe in taking care of people. and We distrust people, and so they make it hard to get access to those services. Well, then what does that do to the people who legitimately need it? How does this tie to the monthly rant that I started with? When you pay things monthly, it makes the assumption that you're A, making money on a monthly basis, which is fine when you're working. But again, there could be mandatory furloughs. There could be forced furloughs. There could be something that happens to the building where you're not getting paid for periods of time. And so you're forced to look at how much money you make per month, which then you look at things like rent. You look at things like mortgage that are skyrocketing. The price of goods and services, which is skyrocketing. And what is it doing? It's eating into that, amount that you make per month, which causes you to what? Penny pinch. This is the vast majority of people. So let's say you make 3,000 a month, which is not a lot of money, but let's say you make 3,000 a month, automatically, minimum half of that's gonna go to your living expenses unless you live in a drug ridden area or a high crime area or something else that you shouldn't be, If you can afford to not. You're at minimum, half of that's toast. Because they're rushing to EVs, because they're rushing away from su from uh, sedans, because they're rushing away from entry-level vehicles, the cost of vehicles has gone up. Because of the prices that they're doing, it essentially forces people to take out loans unless you want to buy used. Used cars are overpriced. So that's essentially forcing you into taking loans. If you take a loan on a car, and I know people are critical of the number I'm about to quote, but vast majority of people are talking a $300 a month minimum monthly payment for a car loan. More people are paying roughly $400 a month for a car loan. There are people out there paying $600 a month for a car loan. I'll give you 400 $400 if you're making $3,000. So already close to $2,000 of the three is toast. Just to be able to have a roof over your head and a vehicle to get where you need to go. There are people who would swear that you should take public transportation to get to and from. There are people out there who swear you don't need a car. There are people out there who will impose their own morals and principles upon you as to what you should and shouldn't own. Whatever you feel you need is whatever you feel you need, and you shouldn't listen to those voices. The point is is that all of these small, one-off things will eat into the money that you make per month, which causes you to then be questioning what you have in terms of discretionary because you now have to account for all your bills. You may have credit cards, you may have student loans, you certainly have utilities. That doesn't say anything for the incidentals, things that come up from time to time. Don't even count when you may or may not need to travel. For some reason, that could be not for fun. All of that starts to stress on people. And so then society will swear that you need to get a higher paying job. As if it's easy to do that, it's not. It takes a lot to get higher paying jobs because salaries, in my opinion, are depressed from what they should be at this point. And there's no real desire to increase it. Now, some of that is not malicious. It's simply because the government has done things to damage businesses as well. And by damaging businesses, they're not able to free up funds to pay you more. And then there's the media selling the narrative that AI is the answer and you shouldn't need to have excessive low-level jobs, which goes back to my conversation about the blue collar on the recent episode. But even outside of blue collar, you're not seeing the level of pay that you might expect by this point. So then people, regular people, are having a harder time figuring it all out from a monetary perspective. So then monthly payments start to get more questionable. Again, I've gone through periods where I didn't have a job. The one thing I didn't learn from those experiences when they happened that I should have when I was younger is that, okay, once I get back on track, once I get it all sorted, I've got to get away from this monthly garbage. It's not it's not for me because there's too much that can change month to month. There's too much disruption that can happen. There's too many random things, some of which are outside of my, in fact, the vast majority are outside of my control. The pandemic was outside of my control, but it impacted me financially. During that time, I had a pretty slick setup of a monthly deal, both on the business and on the personal side. And all of that was derailed because of government, you know, ultimately them not doing anything to help keep stuff on track. And then the clients, to be fair, that I had where they were doing, in my opinion, the wrong thing in response to the pandemic. And I feel they could have done better than what they did. I'm talking things like, Well, you got to take unconscious bias training deep, 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 which was not, I'm, I'm a plumber, right? I'm not, I'm not officially a plumber, but that's a, that's the analogy to what I am. I'm a contractor. I work for myself. I don't work for you. I'm not doing your training. I'll give you my policies as my business and we'll work together. But many of these companies, they don't treat you like the contractor that you are. They treat you like an employee because you're working with them. And that's a disconnect in, in the business, in the industry overall. It's not specific to the clients. They're just doing what they've been trained to do. And I've been working to try to train them away from it. And the reason I'm so adamant against that, it benefits everybody. If we can get our industry contracting back on track to where we truly are independent in that. So like me, I dictate my rate. I, this is what I want. This is what you'll pay me, period, point blank. You will pay me that rate. That's what I want. Or you don't get my services. I don't need your benefits because my rate covers me getting my own benefits and everything else. I want everybody to have that same flexibility because I'm not a fan of the full-time employment for the vast majority of white-collar jobs. I feel like the white-collar should be more on the independent than it is on the W-2 or full-time or even part-time. The reason I feel that way is because if you think about what salaried, as in white collar, salaried employees go through, you're gonna, you get a fixed annual, but then they can, and this is mostly on the IT side, but I know it affects also the um, uh, engineering at times, and, and certainly medical. They can just, you can just bill you, bill you, bill you to work, right? But not pay you more for the increase. It's like you're 60,000 a year, covers however many hours we wanna abuse you with, so we can force you to work overtime, we can force you to work on calls, we can force you to do all this stuff, but we're not gonna pay you more money for the stress on your body, the stress on your mind, the stress on your family. So I'm sorry, I'm, that disgusts me, which is, that was a compelling reason I got out of it. Obviously there were other things, people dynamics of just, I'm sick of how you guys manage, you don't know what you're doing, and you don't know how to manage people. So let me go and do my own thing so I can show how it's done. And that's mostly my been my motivation. But another part of that is to try to help realign contracting so that it's more first that it's more doable because not everybody can do it. But also because I believe it's the better way to get more money in people's pockets versus the full time because the businesses are not going to fix the situation they're in that they don't need to. And there's too much of a rush away from the traditionals that got us success in the first place. If there's more money in people's pockets, assuming we can be successful, that means that hopefully people can rethink monthly anything. I'm talking outflows. Rethink it. What's the alternative is the question you're asking in your mind. Well, I'll tell you. For me, I would rather pay something for the year then pay something by month because year by year there might be shifts, but I would have accumulated within that year for whatever reason, however I was able to do it. It also buys me time to then plan things like increase in savings, right? Increase in investments or something else in this past business with, with the pandemic, it drained one of my big investment accounts, which was my largest one. I had to do it because it was the only way to sustain but now that I rebuild, now I have an opportunity if I could just pay per year and just get the service out of my face for a whole year. Let's say that's you know, on the utility side. One of the utilities would be like you know, $400 in a year and it would cover the vast majority of what would come up because of the nature of the utility. Sure, I got plenty $400 accounts <laughs> where I can just say, all right, go to this guy, charge you $400 one time. I don't have to hear for you for a year. It's the same amount of money, but it's, I've got the 400 now. I may not have the 400 two months from now, right? I may not have the monthly for it two months from now. There's all sorts of stuff that may happen that I can't plan, but I got to kind of buy that time upfront. So I don't have to worry about it. It's the same amount of money. It's just, when do you have it? And when would you have it available? And when would it not hurt you to spend it? So like my internet, one of my internets, they don't let you prepay. You're forced to do it every single fricking month, which really sucks. And I plan to talk to them of why it does not let me prepay it because essentially I, it's, it's not gonna go away for the next five months, four months because that's the duration of my lease. So I'd rather just pay off it, right? For the duration of the lease. So I don't have to worry about it. Same with the lease, but the lease lets me prepay. I can toss as much money. I did that when I first signed it Way back, and I can't remember what the lease, I think it was January or December, I prepaid up through, geez, I want to say four or five months, because I wasn't sure what was going to happen, and that was helpful, because I did, I had the money at that time. I wasn't guaranteed to have it later, and there were, when I, you know, when I did the move, obviously there's a disruption where I'm having less money, it dips a little bit. I wasn't to the zero, but it certainly dipped, and having prepaid stuff helped dramatically that's why for the mobile service I have a prepaid because I think prepaid helped me control it of let me just book hundreds of dollars up front so I don't have to worry about you go away leave me alone until the next round when I need to replenish it for another period of time and then all the different services that I have I'm trying to get to the point where they're prepaid domains I'm prepaying everything I'm prepaying for like a year two years three years because the money's here now I can't guarantee it's going to be here in a month it should but who knows? Things can happen. My summary is I close. I'm a lot more sensitive to the scam. I say it's a scam. That's my opinion. The scam that is monthly payments. It's not a scam because it, it shouldn't be a scam, to stress. It shouldn't be. It's a scam because you don't have control over what the federal government decides to do at any point that disrupts your business, disrupts your employer, disrupts your apartment, Property manager disrupts your mortgage company, disrupts your bank, disrupts you. That, that level of disruption opened my eyes to the fact that monthly is a scam. It's a scam. It's, a, it's a, essentially a house of cards. You know, it's a, effectively a pyramid scheme. You're just, everything's banked on something else. Your money available is predicated off of your company being able to pay you enough money for you to be able to cover all your expenses that keep going up and they keep going up because the government can't do their job, but you're still expected to pay that bill every month because they're not gonna look after you for your critical utilities when they screw up, they're not gonna look after you. So it's a form of self-preservation. When I say it's scam, I'm saying for me, I went annual because no, I'm not, I'm never gonna put myself in that position knowing, it's kind of like be against the world, Tupac. It's kind of like realizing Okay, I really am on my own on that regard. I'm not, I don't have the state or federal or city or county government to help when they screw up. I don't have them. They don't have my back when something happens. That was the reality check that made, to me, monthly paying something a scam because they're not going to assure that I'm going to get paid the right amount of money every month like I should And they're not going to assure that if I don't get that payment due to something they do, that some of these expenses for these critical services are not going to be imposed upon me. Because also remember, the government did not intervene when the credit bureaus were all too happy to screw up your credit. through no fault of your own when they screwed everything up, which caused, you know, things to fall out. So that's my thesis. That's my statement. And I stick to it. And many may disagree. Share your thoughts. I'm open to hearing what you might think about it. I'm not going to change the way I feel about that. I'm, I'm very energized, you probably sense it, about that message. About I think monthly paying is a scam. Monthly paying of anything, I think it's a scam. I think it always has been a scam. It's just that it was less of a scam during a time when salaries were a lot uh, more controlled and a lot more assured for people which lent more towards the blue collar than the white collar. And then later, things changed when nobody saw it coming. That made it harder to make the money that you should. And then expenses, everything goes up, and they're not willing to increase the salary to make sure that you're ahead of the game. Because you're always told you should put money aside. It sounds good when you're making enough money to be able to do so, but when you're not, then come tell that story.